Welcome once again to the Movie Standoff Podcast. This is your host, Matt Baca, with the awesome Darren Kwan in the studio. This week, we'll be reviewing the awesome, or maybe not awesome, new Marvel movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And our guest today, who will be arguing, will be Nick Nielsen. He'll be arguing pro. How are you, Nick? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having uh, me. And then arguing con is, uh, is comedian Billy Bats. That's Billy. me. How are you, buddy? How are you doing? Good to see you. Uh, we agreed. Uh, we're just going to get right into it. Nick agreed to go first, so we are going to give Nick... Uh, six minutes here on the clock to make his points, and we'll just start right now. Now, the thing that we have to talk about with this movie, which we have to talk about the history of the first movie first, it was a losing battle. You had Edgar Wright working on this film with Kevin Feige, initially supposed to be a phase one Marvel film, then got pushed to phase two, then more or less got pushed to the beginning of phase three. It's sort of in between, but... Eventually, he dropped out. He had he worked everything up to pre-production. He did, I believe, four drafts of the script. And then he dropped out. Him and Kevin Feige just couldn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And they said, okay, well, look, we got a part. So Peyton Reed stepped in. Everything was all cast. And for lack of better terms, he made a pretty solid film. Like, it was good. It was shockingly good. And it shouldn't have been as good as it was. <laughs> I was shocked how good the first one was. It was funny. It had its own flavor. It really felt like a phase one movie because it did kind of feel like the beginning of something versus the little plug-ins. Like, okay, we have to have a Falcon cameo. Okay, we have to talk about you know the event, the events of Avengers one and two. But it was really good. And so when this one came up, I was like, all right, I'm look. I was pleasantly surprised with the first one. We'll give it a shot. I know like a lot of Edgar Wright stuff still made it in the first one, but I was still cautiously like hopeful that this will be good. And it was good. It still had a lot of the same flavor as the first one. Had a lot of great comedic moments. Uh, still tied in well into that universe. And the thing that I've really enjoyed about a lot of the Marvel films as they've come along is that everything is still part of the same universe, but definitely has its own flavor. It felt funny. Like, it, we needed a funny Marvel movie. Like, Doctor Strange is this weird mythical fantasy film. We needed a mythical fantasy film. Um, the Netflix shows are very dark and gritty. You know, they're the R-rated version. And for something that coexists in this larger universe, it felt good. And this one was like a little just comedic banter. Like my, you know, you had um, Michael Douglas coming in as Hank Pym. You know, just bringing his A game. You brought in Michelle Pfeiffer. When was the last time we saw Michelle Pfeiffer in, in like a big movie? With Stardust, I think is the last big movie I think I saw her in. Uh, and of course, she's coming into a comic book sequel like Batman Returns and Catwoman. You know, which I loved her in that movie. And that great opening scene was you see them back in the 90s, you know, and they, that, that CGI de-aging, it's like she looked just like she was back in the 90s. It was great. Uh, Paul Rudd was fantastic. Uh, back is Scott Lang. He's just a fun character to watch, you know? Like, I liked him in his first solo outing. I really dug him in Civil War. And this was just like revisiting an old character. I was like, this felt good. And then the movie, like, uh, up the ante a little bit. We got introduced to Lawrence Fishburne's character, and you know, talked about the Goliath Project. How hard? How high'd you get? Twenty-five feet. Sixty feet. You know, like that. That banter was just. I. I, I was kind of dying a little bit with that one. Um, but yeah, then we got to see a little female representation. We got to see uh, Evan Evangeline Lily. Yeah. I'm always mispronouncing her name. Yeah. We got to see her as you know, kicking some ass and like doing some stuff as the Wasp, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I thought Peyton Reed just brought a solid film. Everything was great. And on top of that, that mid credit scene 
gave me chills with the whole, all right, guys, I'm ready. Guys? Guys! Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to say anymore. That's okay, spoilers. Yeah, That's spoilers. Right. can't have spoilers. Um, I mean, what more can I say about this movie? It's like, I thought the villain was, you know, relatively solid. I like the supporting cast was just as good as the first film. You had uh, Michael Payne's character. You had Walter Goggins as a nice little supporting villain, which he wasn't the main villain. He was a good supporting villain, I thought. And it had some moments that were really dark and stayed funny. And there was a still, uh, there, there's just a lot of really good moments in there that uh, I'm blanking right now. But ultimately, I, I can remember is like a lot of good stuff with Scott and the kid, all the action uh, in the movie. If, if I had any nitpicky complaints, which I don't, but I'll admit, um, there's little plot holes as far as like they didn't explain the quantum realm and how Michelle Pfeiffer survived all those years. But at the end of the day, that's science jargon. You're just like, okay, you know, right. Marvel film. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid film overall. I know I have six minutes, but really, I I, I think it's it's solid. I, I good. We always what, like people to go the full six. You want to go the full yeah, six? Otherwise, we take points off. So. Okay, well, I'll keep going. Anything then. you can remember about any anything would be great. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I I suppose it's like look, it was a nice setup as far as like what was going on between the events of Captain Mar- uh, Captain America: Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. And this was like going on concurrently with the events of Avengers Infinity War. And like the big question was, well, like where's Hawkeye, where's Ant-Man? And this explained, well, this is where he was. He was insane. Everyone else was in Wakanda, everyone else was in space and everyone else was in doing, you know, in New York and England doing this. Well, no, he was in San Francisco on house arrest, just doing his thing. And then, you know, he obviously just didn't have time to look up at the news and say, oh crap, I I should probably be doing all that. And then at the end of his film, it perfectly leads into what's going on, which will hopefully be like uh, go on into uh, Avengers 4 and like get played out with that. So overall, I have to say, man, this was just, this was fun. I mean, it, look, when it, when it needed to be serious, it was serious. When it needed to be funny, it was extremely funny. Michael Panna doing that. Seconds. Michael Panna doing that like oh, yeah. that long monologue where he's talking about his perspective of like how everything is going on. It's like you just put the quarter in the jukebox, man. You know, you just gotta let him play. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. Like I, uh, I have nothing bad really to say about it, minus some nitpicky stuff. But you know, it's like look, every one of these movies has nitpicky stuff. So at the end of the day, all I can say is, look, turn your brain off. It's a comic book movie. Have fun with it. All right. Awesome. Perfect six minutes. Thank you, Nick. No worries. We're going to do, uh, then give the cons and Billy Bats, you are up six minutes. Cool. I have no problem giving away things for people who haven't seen this movie because that's what this podcast is all about. If you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this, oh, well, this is your fault. Um, guys, uh, first of all, uh, like Nick said, uh, the beginning uh, where two people are in a movie, one left and one guy took over. Uh, that was a pro as far as the way he made the movie as well as it is a con because you could tell how the writing was a little rushed with things. Like the, uh, and, and now the I feel like they've set it up to where they can make the writing lazy, uh, which is a huge con for me. Like uh, in the first movie, how only the people in the suits could be shrunk and enlarged. Now anything could be shrunk and enlarged uh that leaves so many open holes with the storyline and makes the story uh writing so lazy for future movies uh i'm a huge marvel fan so as far as the comedy uh, that was there um 
so I can't say anything bad about the comedy. Uh, as far as the storyline, they've made it really lazy. Uh, like you said, the quantum realm, how, uh, you know, the mother was trapped in there for so long. And in the first movie, once you're in the quantum realm, you can never be returned. Now in the second movie, all of a sudden, you're going in there and returning people without any, you know, there was some context there, but not a lot of context to where it should have been explained. Uh, as far as the things that were going on during Infinity War, if you watch the end of the credits, there's something that's going to be explained there. In fact, uh, you know, it, it's him going back in the quantum realm and it's Thanos uh, when he made everyone disappear and burnt off everybody, you see the people that's supposed to take Ant-Man out of the quantum realm, uh, you know, just kind of disappeared after they put him in. And that explains a lot, but it's that that was huge for me. Uh, I'm going to be jumping all over the place with this because I'm a huge nerd around this. Stan Lee's cameo. Uh, I felt like that was a big con the way that was brought up because... Sorry, who's? Stan, so uh, Stanley. Stanley, yeah. Uh, I don't know if people out there know this, but in the nerd community, uh, we know that uh, Stanley has pre-recorded his cameos for the next two years, and you can kind of tell uh, once knowing that because when you watch the movie, it just kind of looks like it was thrown in there. It was like everything else was going on, and this clip was put in there real quick, and they kind of went around that and when you rewatch the movie you'll see what i'm talking about because it's like dialogue dialogue this just thrown in there real quick and then back to the dialogue i feel like when they introduced the bad guy ghost she uh she kind of looked like a st like there was no context right away you just kind of see ghost in the corner and to me she looked like one of the 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 star where star wars uh things where i felt like princess leo was gonna hop out of her and be like, Obi-Wan, you are my only hope. Because she, she looked like that glitchy kind of thing in the corner. And I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> then, then they introduced her. And I was like, there's nothing bad I could really say about the bad guy. Because she was like, all right. Her whole thing is she needed that power. She needed that energy to survive after this accident that has happened to her. So she's doing her thing to survive. So it's like... I can't really look at her and be like, oh my God, you're a terrible person. It's kind of like the Batman of bad guys, you know? She's doing what she has to do to survive, but the, the, some parts of the community, it's looked upon, frowned upon, and it's like, well, you know, I, I can't really look at her as far as a bad guy. Um, as far as you're talking about him on house arrest and stuff, I would have liked to see the Avengers fight you know, that's another thing where I think the writing went lazy because you're talking about all this stuff. And as somebody like I, I love Marvel movies. Like I said, I, I didn't read the Ant-Man uh, comic books because they didn't grab my attention as much as X-Men and stuff like that. So as someone that didn't read the comic books, I would have liked to see the Avenger stuff where he went back and did all this horrible stuff and got him on house arrest, you know? That's something me, I think everybody would have liked to see that. It's kind of like talking to a kid about candy and saying, oh my God, these Tootsie Rolls taste so good to a kid that's never tasted Tootsie Rolls before. <laughs> and now you're, you're talking about it and it's like, I, I want a Tootsie Roll now. Stop, stop telling me and, and, and give me one so now I know what it's like. 
as far as that, um, I know you like people going that whole six minutes. I, I like the movie altogether. Those were the only cons. Uh, I just wish that the writing was tighter. Uh, I understand that there was some more people that were supposed to be involved, but leaving the movie the way they did, you know, from the first one, everything could now be enlarged, the shrunk. That is the biggest con to me because now the writing could be, it's, it's lazy writing to me now. It's sloppy. You know, I mean, to me, part three, I, I don't know if I want to see it now because they, they took in everything from part one and said, we're going to just say screw it and say everything seconds. that is very important to it. We're just going to say screw it and then go against it anyway. And now these things can be done. Anyway, that's my point of view. I'm Billy Betts. <laughs> Wonderful. Right at six. You guys are very punctual. I love it. Uh, Nick, we'll just have you do your 90-second uh, end points and any rebuttals. Uh, 90 seconds starts now. Rebuttals. Okay, first of all, excitement for part three. Let me tell you something about part three, okay? You now have Janet Von, uh, Janet Pym coming back from the quantum realm. She's saying she's evolved now. With the Fox merger, With that, that is the perfect explanation for mutants being introduced in the MCU because she's like, I have evolved. That is mutation. That, that is explained right there. That, I, I'm very excited for like how this quantum realm is going to come into a lot of things. And the other thing about you say Ghost is like the Batman. You know, she does bad things you don't really feel bad for. You know, there's another Marvel character that has had some bad stuff happen to them and, you know, but like does re worse things? The Punisher. And so, look, at the end of the day, that's that's these comic books. They're, they're, they're gray characters. There's flawed characters. You know, you that makes it cooler in my opinion. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like even in Infinity War, it's like, look... I kind of got why Thanos was doing the things he was doing. And I kind of was for him to a point, you know? So, like, I think that's, for me, I like the ambiguity. I like the gray areas. That makes me, like, this is exciting. I, I can, I see that this character is doing bad things, but I also side with this character. And Stan Lee's cameo, I, look, I chuckled. I legitimately thought, like, oh, you know, 60s were fun, but I'm paying for it now. I thought that was a great callback to the original Ant-Man, which was created in the 60s. And I, so I, so I it, that didn't bother me. It was a quick, like, blink and you'll miss it almost. Ten seconds. And um, as far as the, the uh, changing of the size and everything, that's just, that's just fun. I mean, that was great popcorn moments, going big, small, big, small. Time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, Billy, uh, you get your rebuttal, and you will get 90 seconds as well. All right. Like I said, all right, the Stanley thing, it wasn't uh, a big deal. It wasn't a big, con a, a big, huge, bad con. But at the same time going to watch a movie, you could kind of tell after knowing the backstory, knowing that he's pre-recorded his stuff for two years, you could tell it was a clip that was thrown in there. So I'm not saying it was bad. I laughed at it too. Uh, the, the huge con to me, I mean, yeah, the quantum realm and stuff and everything mutating, that's great, you know, but the huge, the biggest con to me is watching part one and there's these set standards only, you know, if you're wearing a suit, you could shrink and stuff. And those are the only things that could shrink if you're wearing the suits. And then going into part two, it's like, you know, you go to see the movie and there's not a lot of context explained. And all of a sudden they're shrinking buildings, they're shrinking cars, and they're expanding. And it's things that now all of a sudden, and you can't go into to the quantum realm. Then you go to the movie to see part two. Now you can. And it's like... Everything that has been explained in part one is just thrown away like, okay, well, like I said, lazy writing, you know, everything's thrown away. Now all of a sudden you can do it and 
you know, here you go. So what was the point of saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. Now all of a sudden, okay, now apparently you can do this right away. You know, so that's my biggest gripe with it. Boom. All right. Great. Thank you guys very much uh, for your six minutes and your 90 seconds. Now, Darren and I will step out of the room and discuss the analyses. Welcome back to the Movie Standoff Podcast. This is Matt Baca. Darren and I went to the Cone of Silence, and we had a very in-depth discussion. As our guests can testify, they were waiting here for minutes on end. And uh, it was close. This was a really, really close uh, close debate. Uh, after a long conversation, Darren and I agreed that uh, the person with the strongest kind of argument would be Billy Bats oh, for wow. Khan, uh, although it was very 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 close like a neck and neck race uh but it uh we talked a lot about darren and i talked a lot about our own analyses after we saw the movie itself we feel like billy had lined up more with what we had kind of discussed but nick you had some great points as well (laughs) tell them what you won smuggle my booze in a fake uh sunscreen lotion dispenser and any place i go I'm sober, so I'm gonna be smuggling uh, like uh, Red Bulls and stuff in movie theaters. <laughs> That's what I'll be smuggling in, or or, or smuggling insect Into repellent. The movie theater, like, I'm just really pale. Like it's a dark yeah. theater. Like well, uh, just in uh, case. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's these lights. It's so, too much. The, the sunbeams still go through wall, walls and <laughs> <That's> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. What do. This is awesome. Well, congratulations. That's uh, our gift to you. Congratulations. Uh, you. Both of you. It was very entertaining. I liked how, Nick, you came up in the 90 seconds. You came out with, we could have, I could have listened to you even more after that second round. Maybe we should do a third round next one. Um, but thank you guys for coming out. We would like to give you a few moments just to plug any projects uh, where people can find you on social media. Billy, you want to start with you? Oh, yeah. Social media. You, ca- you catch me under the name of Billy James. Bats B A T Z on Facebook or Billy Bats B A T Z on Instagram or Twitter. You can also catch me every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Van Nuys Comedy Club in Van Nuys, California, in the Springbok 16153 Victory Boulevard. Uh, and it's always free admission. Great. And then are you a DJ at a, or you host a show at the uh, the one bar? Yeah, or, the, yeah. the Scum and Villainy Cantina on Hollywood and Cuenca every what? Thursday night. Yeah, it's a Star Wars uh, theme spot. It's not officially Star Wars. It's a fandom yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, Disney's listening. It's a, it's a, it's a fandom <laughs> bar. It's a, so, so we celebrate all fandoms, uh, whatever you fan over, come on in. We have different cosplayers and stuff. It's, it's definitely a spot you will not forget. Every What's, Thursday night, that is, and I host karaoke there. What time at? A nine? Uh, all my events that I do always start at nine o'clock, and uh, if I'm doing karaoke, end at one thirty at night. Okay, great, thank you, Billy. Uh, how about you, Nick? Where can people find you? What's going on? Well, people can find me right now on just Instagram right now, official Nick Nicholas Nielsen uh, at Instagram, and um, I can't talk about this one project too much, but uh, keep a lookout for my name on a potential uh, series, possibly with a certain comic book company, not the big two. Like the big three, four. Dark Horse. Right. <laughs> we'll talk over the <laughs> show. <Exactly. laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank that's you, great. Man. Thank you. Yeah, it's early stages, but uh, yeah, that's uh, we're excited about this one. Very cool. And you're doing directing? Are you uh, producing? I'm, What's... I'm, tr- I'm trying to, man. This is, this sort of came by happenstance. Uh, awesome. I wanted that's the way to it is in this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's about to make this comic book company one of the big two. That's good. Yeah. 
fingers crossed. <laughs> That's good. Well, congratulations, man. We're Thanks, looking man. forward to hear more. And when it gets public, uh, we'll definitely uh, keep our eyes out. Appreciate it. Um, thank you guys so much, Billy, Nick. Uh, thank you so much, Darren, in our studio for uh, getting everything technically ready. Uh, this has been Matt Baca for the Movie Standoff Podcast, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you so much. <laughs>